Hello, hello, hello. It's your girl Rachel Real coming to you with another episode of You Ain't Crazy. You Ain't Crazy is a podcast where I give support and validation to individuals who have found themselves in a narcissistic relationship. You're confused, think you're one, you just don't quite know. You've been gaslit, people calling you crazy, you're doubting yourself, second guessing yourself. Yeah, all of that. My podcast is here to give you validation to let you know that you ain't crazy. Hello, guys. It's your girl, Rachel. I'm doing another walk and talk out here and getting my steps in. I hope you guys have had an amazing week. I hope you've had or had a great Resurrection Sunday last Sunday. And I hope you continue to have a great um year how about that have a great year always stay away from narcs how about that so yeah i'm doing another walk and talk and i hope you guys are doing well and if you're not do something to change it you know get outside and walk exercise move your body for starters and protect your peace you know just wanted to stop by today to Encourage somebody out there who needs encouragement and support to let you know you're not by yourself. You know, there's nothing that you're going through that someone else has not made it through. So guys, if you hear birds chirping, wind blowing, cars riding by, all of that kind of stuff, dogs barking, it's because, like I said, I'm outside walking and talking if I sound a little out of breath, but I wanted to stop by and give somebody some encouragement today or someone who might come and who might listen to this episode later on listen to the replay you know I do it live no editing and just give you my commentary on different topics you know some are my experiences some are the experiences of others some is from research I'm not a therapist, counselor, psychiatrist, psychologist, or anything of the like. I am a thriver from being in a five-year narcissistic relationship slash marriage slash alcohol addiction. Did it all show up at once? Absolutely not. You know, it was very subtle. Um, Happened in different stages. Had to put put in the work, do my research, knowledge is power. And I regained my power and got up out of there. And it's going on three years, okay? Completely. No contact, no anything. During those five years, it was off and on, off and on. Married the same person twice, all of that. But when I really figured out what I was dealing with, as you always hear people say, to get away from a narcissist, you got to go no contact. And that's exactly what I did. And I haven't looked back since. And my life has been great away from that kind of drama you know of course we all will have you know just life challenges but me having the challenge of dealing with somebody else's disorder personality disorder that's not one of them how about that so yeah guys so let's get into this topic today I saw something on Quora that I did respond to and anyone who listens to my episodes or my podcast you usually hear me talk about Quora Q-U-O-R-A it's a good resourceful um, tool or an app that you can 
listen to or more so read um, and get the opinions of other people or hear their experiences, you know, testimonies and things like that. You'll hear from them dealing with various topics. And in this particular case, I'm talking about narcissism, narcissists, all of that kind of stuff, narcissistic personality disorder. You'll hear the responses, you know, you'll hear the questions and you'll, you can read the questions and read the responses. And I give my two cents on there as well, because that was one of the apps that I used to read. Some of the um, information I used to read that helped me and when I was going through, you know, it kind of gave me that validation that I needed that I couldn't get from other people, you know, because after a while, when you're dealing with somebody with, if you, you know, when you're dealing with a narcissist and you want somebody to talk to, after a while, you probably sound like a broken record. I know I felt like that. And anybody who keeps saying the same thing and you're doubting yourself and you don't know who you can talk to. So it was very, very helpful to me, for me rather, to be able to definitely either listen to some podcasts or different um, YouTube channels or anything I could get my hands on that I felt resonated with me. You know, reading, stuff like that, hearing the stories of others who were going through what I went through or had gone through what I was going through, you know, like I'm doing now. It was very helpful. So back to Cora. Um, someone asked the question, what are the beginning stages of narcissistic abuse? What, are, what does a narcissist do initially to get you? You know, it was, it was a general question like that. And I say to that, what does a narcissist usually do in the beginning? They idealize you. Idealize you, it's like nothing, you can't do anything wrong in their eyes, you know. It's almost unrealistic because you know we're all human with flaws, personality flaws or different things, you know. The difference is, is that when you're not a narcissist, you know, you usually have empathy. You can say you're sorry. You try to learn from your mistakes. If somebody calls you out on something, it's not an injury, you know, you kind of just kind of chew the chicken, spit the bone out. You know how to reason. You know how to balance your emotions. A narcissist can't do that. So in the beginning, when you got somebody who's acting like they're okay with everything you do, that's a red flag because they do that in the beginning. Everything you do is okay. They don't have any complaints. That ain't normal because we all have an opinion. It's just how your how is your delivery? Nobody's perfect, but in the beginning, a person who has a narcissistic personality, oh, they just love everything about you. Everything. Some of the stuff that you know is an issue, they ain't got nothing to say about it. And the very moment, once they get you, the very thing that they loved about you, all those things, they don't like anything about you now. Everything becomes a problem. Every little thing becomes a problem. That's how you know they have the disorder. It's crazy. So yeah, in the beginning, they're going to idolize you. That all works hand in hand with the whole uh, love bombing. Because if they feel like you're perfect for them, oh, they met the one. You're who they've always dreamed of. You're the one that they can't 
stopped thinking of. Their dream just came true. Everything they wanted came to fruition. They told you this. That person told you this. And I'm speaking on a romantic level here. They told you this. And meanwhile, you're falling for it. Not only are they telling you this, they're buying you all of these nice things and doing all of these nice things for you. And, you know, you slip up and do something and you're like, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry. The narcissist will be like, oh, no, don't even worry about it. You good. You good. You're like, damn, he wasn't even mad about it. He or she wasn't even mad about it because narcs, though, it ain't gender specific, you know. They're like, oh, no, no, don't even worry about it. And I laugh because you got to laugh because this stuff is crazy because it's what they do. And when you come out of it, trust me, as hurtful as it was or is, and not that I'm laughing at anybody who's going through that pain, but I'm telling you, when you realize what you're dealing with, you will really trip. Anybody who's gone through that, they can look back and laugh because you'll be like, wow, I really didn't see that, you know? It doesn't make sense. They'll be like, oh, no, no, don't even worry about it. And you clearly know it's something that should be addressed. Oh, no, no, no. You know, they're just loving everything about you. Love, love, love. They love everything about you. They just idolize you. And that's not healthy either. So that's a red flag. So back to the love bombing. Just showering you with gifts and calling you all the time. Almost... Most of what they do in the beginning is excessive. It's excessive. And that's all to bait you. That's all to get you in. That's all to start trying to win you over so they can tear you down. They want to win you over like they're your best friend. So that they can begin to tell, tell you that other people aren't. You know what I mean? So if they have to idolize you. Or idealize you, whatever way you want to pronounce it. Tomato, tomato. They do that first. Then they love bomb you. Doing all these nice things for you and all of that. Because they want you to choose them. They want, they want you to get to a point where you don't want nobody else for, but them. And excuse me if the wind is blowing a little bit, guys. But it feels amazing. So I'm hoping this sound, the clear is okay. Or, I'm going to have to scrap this because, you know, I'm speaking from the heart off the top this ain't no script so hopefully you can hear me right so anyway take it as my background sound yeah so listen they go there with you know like I said the um, idealizing you or idealizing you and then like you're that their ideal person you are the one so they're gonna love bomb you and you know the love bomb is because they drop the bomb on you. You know, all of this love that they shower you with and then you get the bomb dropped on you. Remember that song? You dropped the bomb on me, baby. You dropped the bomb on me. Listen, anybody who knows R&B, listen. <laughs> it was crazy. So that's what they do. They'll, um, that was a good question, whoever sent that in to Cora. But yeah, in the beginning, What? So, yeah, you're that ideal person. They're going to love bomb you, shower you with gifts, be attentive, and show up. All of the fakeness, you know? Something that they're not capable to, um, capable of sustaining at all. Not at all. Um, even if they try to give it their best shot, they cannot do it. Okay? Can't do it. So, yeah. So, they love bomb you. 
in the beginning. They got to win you over. They got to make you think they're your only friend. They're your only family. So that they can get get to a point where anything anybody else does, it's going to look like it's half-assed, you know? It's going to look like it's not good enough, you know, so, so that they can get in your head. It's a mind game. They want to get in your head. They want you to believe that nobody else will ever treat you the way that they treat you. And in the long run, the long haul, baby, that's exactly what it's going to be. Nobody's going to treat you like the narcissist treats you because they're they're about to torture the hell out of you. So literally, but in the beginning, they want to make it look like it's all this good stuff and nobody else is good enough for you but them. So they're going to want you, they want you to start turning against other people and defending them. So when they're ready to strip you of your dignity and your sanity and your self-esteem and all of that kind of stuff, your confidence, when they're ready to strip you from that, strip that from you, steal it from you, try and absorb it for themselves, which won't work because they're just empty shells, you know then you're not going to have anybody because you've kind of turned your back on the other people, you know, and sided with the narc more than likely on a lot of different things. And then what happens is now that the narc has isolated, isolated you, that's when they can, they'll, they'll know that they have the green light now to tear you down and who you going to run to, you know, who in their mind, who you going to run to? It's a spirit. Because the very same people that they're trying to turn you against are the people that they're going to try to use to train, to triangulate you, you know? So they try to go after anybody who's close to you, your children, your parents, your friends, your best friends, your cousins, like anybody that they feel connected with you, those are the ones they're going to go after. So that's the crazy part. That's why that thing is a demon. It's a demonic spirit. It's evil. It's so evil. It's nothing but a wolf, a wolf coming to you in sheep's clothing, a person coming to you with a mask on that's going to slip, period. It's going to slip. So that's that's the beginning stage. Those are the things that they will do in the beginning. They're going to idealize you. Then they're going to love bomb you. So then after that, you know, the cycle, the cycle comes Then they're going to discard. They're going to devalue you. And then they're just going to throw you away, discard you. And then hoover you back in to do it all over again if you allow them to. So this thing is so common now that so many people are talking about it, which I'm so, so happy. Um, I feel like that wasn't the case. Or maybe I was just oblivious to all of the resources that were was there. But I can tell you, no therapist or people I was trying to talk to mentioned that they kept telling me to pray. And I'm a very spiritual person. I'm a very forgiving person, which is why I ended up staying for so long, off and on, off and on. You know, I would leave because I knew something wasn't right. Then I'd go back because I was praying and I thought I was giving up on my marriage too soon. I'm like, uh, maybe it's me. Maybe I'm just too much of a no-nonsense person. Let me give this person a pass, you know? And after a while, stuff wasn't even making sense because the more I gave in, the worse I got treated. So I knew something was wrong. My antennas were up, honey. Listen, I, that's why I was doing so much research. Something ain't right. You know, when somebody's sitting up there, it's a difference when you want to take the high road and a person can appreciate that, then 
you take the high road and you know you didn't do something and they're tw twisting it around asking you oh so how i know you ain't going to do this again they literally will question you and you want to be like you mf what, what you i should be asking you this what are you talking about so when you have situations like that i don't know about you but for me i'm like oh hell no you're crazy you good and crazy and the more and more i did my research man get out of here it was a wrap i didn't need confident i didn't need confirmation from from anyone else after I began to learn what I knew I mean learn what I uh, was feeling all along and that I really knew something wasn't right I just needed that validation and confirmation for myself and I got that through reading research listening to content creators listening to different psychologists and psychiatrists who talks about this thing this personality disorder along with other stuff and I was like, bingo, period, fountain, confirmation. It's not me. You know, when you're that person who's, who takes accountability for your actions, you know, it's easy for you to get pulled in to feel like, oh, yeah, well, maybe I was a little too hard. Maybe, you know, I need to give him or her another chance. Maybe, you know, you got to look at that and make sure that thing makes sense. And that's what I had to do. And I did. So that's the answer to that, that question. What will they do in the beginning? What will a narcissist do in the beginning? That's what they do. And to be honest, whether someone is in that, in that uh, type of situation or not, always learn about this disorder because it's such a, it's such a disguising type of personality that can get you in the beginning if you're not familiar with what to look for in a person, what type of red flag should you look for. And when you don't, when you miss that, I mean, you can get out of it, but it really begins, it just, it can be a waste of years, waste of time, because they ain't changing. They are not gonna change. So I feel like it's always good to just know and understand what people are capable of doing out here, you know? And stop being afraid of being by yourself. Love yourself, because when you do that, you can have a healthy relationship. You'll be ready to have a healthy relationship, you know? Just have a platonic friendship with no strings attached. So you can really have a chance to understand who the person is before moving too fast, because narcs move fast. That's another red flag. They're ready to marry you, they're ready to move in. They're ready to do all of that. They don't even know if they like you. And we get so caught up in being flattered and being like, okay, he's so sweet, he, he wanna marry me. He's so sweet, he don't wanna fornicate. They will play on any vulnerability they think you have. Oh, yeah, okay, let's do this. Let's go ahead and do it. Knowing full well it's premature, knowing full well you ain't ready to be marrying nobody like that. You ain't ready to be moving in yet. You ain't ready to do nothing. Nothing. They want you to shut down your friends, all your friends that you had. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Why now that I met you, I got to stop talking to all of my friends of the opposite sex? So if you're a guy, you can't talk to any more females. If you're a girl, if you're a woman, you can't talk to any more men. Like, 
why? You know what I'm saying? And I made that mistake. I won't again. You know, because what happens when a relationship goes south, which it will with an art, when it goes south, who are you going to have? And why are you threatened by my friends? We can all be friends. It'll be a difference if you're trying to hide something. But when you open about the situation, why? I'm not trying to meet somebody and then, oh, you meet me. Don't talk to any of your female friends ever again. For what? So you just cut them off? That's not cool. People who were your friends, if anything, you should be able to introduce like I was ready to when I met my husband that I divorced, the narc. I was ready. You can meet my male friends. What do I have to hide? But in, in his case, every time we ran into somebody who knew me of the opposite sex, he just assumed I was in a relationship with them. You know, just a lot of weird stuff. Then he was very homophobic, which I questioned that too, because he had very close relationships with certain men. You know, it became weird. Whereas he was closer to them than me. So it's just a lot of red flags. Guys, keep your antennas up. If it looks like a duck, walks like a duck, quacks like a duck, it's a duck, you know? And when you meet somebody, and I'm about to wrap this thing up, but when you meet somebody, red flags, they're moving too fast. They are you know, just excessive with everything, you know? Excessive with the text messages, excessive with the, the love notes, excessive with the gifts, you know? Things that you know they're not gonna keep up. It's a red flag. Why are you doing all of this now? For what? You don't even know me yet. You know, or you do something that's irritating to them and they're like, oh, don't even worry about it, oh. You know, kind of like a yes man. It's a difference where somebody does something that you don't like. I can appreciate us having a healthy conversation about it. Let's address it. And let's see where it goes from there. Maybe we're not compatible. Like, it can be anything. Let's talk about it. But when you have someone who wants to sweep it under the rug and act like it doesn't bother them, that's just for now. A narcissist, they're going to throw all of that stuff right back in your face. Every piece of it. So beware. You know? Beware. It's going to all come right back up. And with them... They're going to use it against you to torture the hell out of you. That's what they're going to do. So, that's how they roll, guys. So, there you have it. That's my commentary for today. And my answer to that core question was, what do they do in the beginning? Watch out for those red flags moving fast, ex doing things excessively, you know, kind of like worshiping the ground you walk on. I don't like none of that. All of that is unhealthy. Look up anything. Do your research. It's unhealthy. It makes no sense. You know, listen to the birds chirping. So beautiful. But yeah, it doesn't make any sense. So guys, your girl Rachel Real is about to end this live episode. Have an amazing weekend. If I don't talk to you before it's over... Give yourselves a big hug. If no one has told you that they love you today, I love you in Jesus' name. And love on your children. Give them a big hug and a high five. And if I didn't say it, hug yourselves too. You know what I'm saying? So keep your antennas up. 
do your research, love yourself more than you hate that narc, you know? More than you hate or love the narc, because that thing is a spirit. It's not real. Understand that. It ain't real. They are not real people. They are imposters. They're fake, okay? Talk to you in the next episode. Bye.